Patchwork Heart Ministry and Fiat Ministry Network invite you to discover your mission. A brand new in-depth monthly video series featuring engaging Catholic speakers who will challenge you to live your life abundantly. For only $25 a month, you will receive a personal monthly mission, including three full-length inspirational talks that build upon a new theme each month. Sign up for the Discover Your Mission tier at patreon.com slash Patchwork Heart Ministry today. The St. Raymond Nonatus Foundation, in partnership with Patchwork Heart Ministry and Fiat Ministry Network, presents a podcast for families in crisis. Hi, and welcome to a podcast from the St. Raymond Nonatus Foundation for Freedom, Family, and Faith. My name is Anne DeSantis, and I am the director of the foundation. We're headquartered in the Philadelphia area, and our tagline is, we offer spiritual accompaniment for families in crisis, especially those families who may be affected by divorce and separation. This podcast is on the first Thursday, excuse me, the last Thursday of every month at 8 p.m. Eastern time. And I'm joined this evening for our Families in Crisis podcast with a good friend of the foundation. Her name is Nancy, and Nancy's coming to us from the Chicago area. Nancy, thank you so much for being our guest on this podcast. Of course, it's my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. And on this evening, the topic that we are going to discuss tonight is Choose Life. And this is a two-part series where we're going to be talking about the importance of being pro-life, of committing ourselves to prayer and promoting a culture of life from conception all the way until natural death. And we've never done this before uh, through the St. Raymond Onatis Foundation. So we're so grateful to talk to you today because you are a big advocate for pro-life and what that really means for all of us. Uh, so I thought we could just start out with um, just talking about, Nancy, what does it mean to you to be pro-life? And for those who are listening, because we know they say from conception until natural death, obviously when we say conception, we're meaning that that baby is a baby right from the minute of, of conception. What are your thoughts? Well, it's really a great place to start at the beginning. And when we, when I look at life, I've always cherished it. So every moment is a cherished moment because we can't do this by ourselves. We don't create life on our own. So I find that when I think about life, I think about God inviting me, inviting us all, to participate in his creation. And I see his creation everywhere. And to me, it's a miraculous event that I as a woman could participate with God and be part of his creative energy, his creative capacity. And that to me is beyond understanding. I could spend my whole life uh, participating in that mystery in my mind and my heart and my intellect. So when I think of being able to participate with God in anything, prayer, um, in his sacraments, in his church, as someone that serves him by serving his people, I just feel so honored and I recognize with a lot of humility that he invites us. And who are we that he invites us? So I feel very blessed and um, I hope I get to share a little bit more of how we come to know 
and love our Lord. And that does bring us closer to God and want to be closer to him. And then we want to be a participant in whatever he invites us to. So it's kind of a circle, I guess. It certainly is. And and the St. Raymond Anatas Foundation is all about that, like you said, relationship with God, because our greatest wish is to make that outreach to people and individuals and families who are really uh, kind of away from God, not feeling that closeness, not feeling connected to the church. So we want them to know, and if you're listening on this podcast, that God cares about you and all the little things of your life. And that's why we put together this podcast, because this one is specifically devoted to uh, families who are going through very, very challenging times. And I know, Nancy, that we're coming out of this pandemic, and many people did go through some suffering with job loss, sickness, uh, relationship issues. And uh, I know that you understand that as well. You've been so instrumental in our foundation and helping us to make the outreach to people who are in crisis. And even those who are, as I said at the beginning, affected by divorce and separation, because certainly that area is an area that many families are really going through uh, crisis and, and very, very difficult times. I agree. And I think crisis um, comes to us in so many ways. We have our needs that we have to, to meet every day, just housing and food. But we do have inside of us a great hunger for happiness and a deep desire for relationships. And those things are part of why we want to be together. And we end up having relationships with each other, our, our human comrades in this journey. Um, we want to be together. We want to understand each other and we want to be understood. But what I saw in this last few months was a lot of um, poor choices. There's been, um, basically our culture just wasn't able to stand up to the stress. I felt like it devolved into a place of civil unrest, um, disruption. Uh, our professions were taken from us. Our lives changed. And this, the businesses were destroyed and some violence. And these ripple effects um, just seemed to go down the line. So what happened to our virtues, what happened to our values. It yeah, seems to me that uh, we lost, yeah, we lost some of those um, shared values and instead we were looking at each other and blaming each other. So I don't know where to go from there, but I think we have to begin looking at that. Absolutely, Nancy, thank you for bringing that up. And before we really delve into our topics for this podcast, I just wanted to make outreach to people who are listening, if you or someone you know would like to make an appointment with us for free spiritual consultation or spiritual direction, please do reach out. Uh, our website is knownotis.org. And as I said, uh, our mission is uh, spiritual accompaniment for those families in crisis. So whether they're families affected by divorce, uh, other types of you know difficulties, you know, tonight's topic is pro-life and we're calling it choose life part one so important because the the topic of pro-life really does affect families so much whether it's uh, a daughter who maybe gets pregnant before she's married and then has a decision to face which we pray that it's obviously a pro-life decision right um or or other things that that happen so why don't we start out then with 
uh, Nancy, if we could, you were going to talk about values. And I think that's where it all starts. Uh, whether we are Christian or non-Christian, those values, when it comes to pro-life, make such an impact, don't they? They really do. And I think that's where we have to have a default uh, set, because when we're under duress, we may respond or instead of responding, react. And I think we all have felt this fear that is disabling our capacity. We're not our best selves when we're operating under fear. And that is where I, I suspect most of us might have defaulted to if we've been in a situation with an unexpected or a difficult pregnancy. So when we're dealing with fear, where are our virtues? Where are our values coming from? And so many times that's, it's a big picture we're looking at. So how do we know how to, to choose the right thing, to choose what is just? So I think it starts with recognizing who we are. And I know that sounds like a big, big net thrown out there. But if we don't know who we are, then we don't know where to begin with our virtues and our values. Are we, are we humble, patient? Are we, um, do we have courage? Do we have fortitude? Some of those things that will help us be our best selves. And who doesn't want to be their best self, especially when making a decision about a pregnancy or other decisions, too? So we're looking at our virtues and our vice. In this soup we call values in our in our environment of our culture, and we're looking at two different cultures. We have either a culture of Christianity, which is a beautiful culture of love and recognizing our Lord as a suffering Lord, so He'll be with us during these times, or a culture of what do we call it? A culture of right now it looks like a culture of chaos and confusion, but maybe it's called a self-righteous culture? I'm not sure. Yeah, very good points, very good points. And it, it's, it's good for us to discuss those values because the decision to abort a child for a, a woman, a younger woman or even however old she is, uh, comes down to, to values and what's important to her. Uh, and, you know, sometimes... Faith isn't always uh, at the forefront of this person's mind when they're making that decision. Uh, now, our, our organization is not specifically uh, just a pro-life outreach. I, won't, I will say that uh, it is a branch off of, of all that we do, though, because we are all about helping families in crisis. So we have a wonderful array of different um, organizations that you can check out on our website. If you are that family in crisis and have that decision to make regarding uh, a pro-life decision, we hope a pro-life decision. So please go to nonatis.org if you go to helpful resources and under outside resources, we do have some there. But one organization that I would like to mention is one that's right inside my own area here in the greater Philadelphia area. And just to make outreach, if you want some more information about uh, educating yourself on becoming more pro-life and just getting that support. It's called the Pro-Life Union of Greater Philadelphia. There's really no other organization like it, at least around where I am. And their website is prolifeunion.org. So that's one great organization. I mean, there's also so many others. And another one is obviously the March for Life. 
and 40 Days for Life, if you've heard of that before, uh, campaigns to pray for the end of abortion. I know, Nancy, that you're probably very familiar with 40 Days for Life. I am, and I think that's a great place to begin. We really have to pray and know that we're not doing this alone. And I think that's a very good point that you made is to reach out before you make a decision, um, maybe outside of your comfort zone. Because if we look at the values that we've been raised with in the soup of our culture, um, we can see that some of these old habits that we have, especially when we're stressed through this COVID uh, situation, and also, you know, we're coming upon some big decisions with an election. Well, we can really see that some of our old habits and patterns just haven't worked. I think where, where it has taken us has been, uh, it's caused a lot of heartache, confusion, ambiguity, loss, um, some self-hate even. And I think we've had some poor results. So I'm asking, let's take a look at our habits, which come from decisions day by day, sometimes minute by minute, and we become, our habits are what we do, and then we become who we are by what we do. And then when we default, we may not have built up the virtues that we need. Instead, we may have been falling into some bad actions, and that's called vice. And I don't know if people, and myself, who I realized how much some of our bad habits really separated us from God. So that's where I, I go with when we're thinking, well, I'm just going to do what I need to do now. Um, you may need to, I mean, we all need to rethink that and take a look at, well, who am I? Am I, am I just reacting with my bad habits? Or can I lift some of this confusion, fear with prayer and just taking a minute to ask for the help that I need, it may be closer than you think. It could be one phone call away. Yeah, that, than... That's a very good point. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and as I mentioned, uh, resources are available for people. So if you're listening to this and you know of a younger woman or just some another person that you know, uh, a young couple or, or a couple that are contemplating abortion, please do seek help. Uh, I did mention the Pro-Life Union of Greater Philadelphia. Uh, there's another one called Students for Life. So I would recommend to also check out that website at studentsforlife.org. I mean, there are so many. I'm just mentioning a few. But as, as Nancy was saying, it comes down to our values. Uh, and also, it does come down to our faith, too. Uh, the one thing about the pro-life movement, I believe, Nancy, is that it really is an ecumenical movement. I mean, you and I are Catholic, and the St. Raymond Unatis Foundation is a Catholic organization, but people of all faiths come together uh, in really safeguarding life and educating people on the importance of uh, life and from conception all the way until natural death. Any thoughts on that? Absolutely. Um, it's so vital to who we are as a culture. If we're not valuing a human life, then what are we going to value? So let's take a look at why where our culture has kind of devolved into this place where it's, it's about rights. And some of these rights are coming from a, um, a misinformed um, conscience that possibly just didn't become well knowledgeable in what the results of this could be. And what happens when we have a culture that's based on 
our own selfishness or pride or we can't face some of the consequences of our actions. We want to decide for ourselves what our reality is. It can leave us very empty. And I think we've seen that with the increase in things like suicide, depression. There's a, the majority of Americans are considered depressed. So when we're functioning from a, a position of depression, of negative uh, approaches to life, of not embracing our lives, and embracing the opportunity to participate with God, we're really losing a big part of what being fully alive might look like. So I'm wondering if we can say, let's start with a relationship with God and be transformed by God. Because we can't do it ourselves. We can see what we're doing ourselves. We're, we're not coming up with the best answers. So how do we become something great? Instead of uh, soaring like an eagle, I want to soar like an amazing human. And I'm inviting everybody to do that. And we need to start with maybe the end. So what's, you know, whenever you're going to do something, you start with knowing what you're going to do. I'm going to make some cookies. I'm going to build a car. I'm going to build a deck. So if we can figure out where, what we're going to do first as humans, then maybe we can get there by building a plan. And, and I don't know about you, but I'm going to try for heaven. I'm not trying for purgatory. I'm going to try for heaven. Well, you got a smile on my face. I agree with you, obviously. <laughs> as the so director now we know what the Saint end is. Foundation, <laughs> and as just as myself, of course, I, I completely agree with that. And and invite people to think about some of the things that, that Nancy's talking about. She's talking about values. She's talking about our culture. She's talking about relationship with God. I mean, these are all very important things. And they do relate to uh, pro-life, th th that whole mission of choosing life. Um, now, Nancy, I wondered on, on that topic of, of pro-life and of choosing life, do you know of any organizations or someone who's listening might think, you know what, I'd like to do something for the pro-life mission. I know you're out in Chicago. I'm in the Philadelphia area. Um, is, what kind of recommendations would you give for someone, even if it's just to maybe make a prayer time every day to pray for the end of abortion and pray that... Uh, you know, people's minds would be opened up to the value of their own human life, as you said, and really live for heaven and, and what's to come. Well, that's a very good point, because if we don't start with ourselves and our own relationship with Christ, we're not going to be effective Christians, recognize, and, and really see through someone who's just praying and not acting on their um, God-given talents. So we have to look at what our talents are and how do we know what is right and true and just. And that begins with prayer. So we get closer to Jesus, who is truth. He's truth incarnate. And how do we get closer to Jesus? By taking time with him. And then we have a relationship with him. And that's through prayer. We become more and more aware of him. I think there's a sequence that happens in this time frame. God is sitting in the house. But here we are, we're getting more and more aware of him, more filled with grace. We start discerning the difference between what is true, as in Jesus is truth incarnate, versus what is not true. And that's a big marker. So if we can be that in our society, we can transform society 
by letting God transform us personally. And that's a marker. If if we don't let he can't he can't do it. He's 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 not going he created us without us, but he won't transform us and think us without us. We have to give him permission. So as we work through this, learning how to discern if we're close to God and working towards God in that decision, or and if it's true, then it is God. But if it seems like beauty, his truth, his perfect love, then if it's not true, it's a lie. And we know who the liar is. So that's the marker for us. If it's not of the Lord, it's not true. And I'd like to ask people, when we decide to pray, ask the Holy Spirit to come because where the Spirit is, there's peace. And even in horrible difficulties, we can be peaceful. Now, in Okay, I apologize. I think we're having slight technical issues, Nancy. I don't know uh, if if you can, uh, you know, hopefully continue to talk and we'll hear you or move to a different spot on this podcast okay. so that we're in a good spot. Yes, thank you. Uh, okay. Very good. I think we can hear you now. Thank you. Back again, everyone, with Nancy. And um, right. giving us some wonderful, wonderful thoughts. Uh, so far, you've talked about prayer and values and now, I know we have some other parts to this uh, podcast that we wanted to get into, and they are the opposites. And I thought I'd bring some of those up. And we're seeing some of these things being played out in our society today. And I do think they relate to the whole uh, obvious uh, topic of choosing life. So when we look at something like freedom versus chaos, I wondered if you could talk a little bit about freedom versus chaos. Right. I, I think that's really important because as we look at ourselves, we, we have a tendency because of original sin to want to do what we want when we want. And that's very inbred into us. It's, that's not quite the word I want to use, but it's, it's a situation where it comes from really the very beginning when, when we left God, when Adam and Eve uh, decided to believe the lie. Um, and left and discarded their unity with God for this life. So we, it seems like it, it became part of who we were, that we took our freedom to choose, and instead of choosing God and choosing good, we believed the lie and chose our own human will. And that was, uh, it was a convincing lie, and it led to this darkness, which is a separation from God, and I have a couple of adjectives for it, blindness, disorder, rebellion, disobedience, slavery to our passions and pride, and our disordered, darkened conscience. So when we recognize that our freedoms are, have become, you know, if it's not of God, it becomes a human will. And in that freedom, it becomes chaos. True freedom would be to have this relationship with God and understand that in his love, he's given us some guidelines. And I have a little story to help us accept these 10 commandments that are guidelines. And, and I have a little story because everybody loves their animals. And I think there's a lot of dog lovers out there. So my son, when he bought his new home, first thing he did was take care of his dogs. 
put up this huge fence. So he could let his dogs run around in the backyard and have fun and chase each other and chase the butterflies and any little critter that might get in there like the bunnies. And they had a blast and they enjoy um, being out in the yard. But he also had to domesticate them so they could be with him inside the house. And they had to learn the rules in the house. But it was out of law that he provided these guidelines for his dogs. And we're not animals. We're, we're human beings in the likeness of our Lord God who created us. But he loves us so much. He wanted to give us some guidelines. And when we studied the Ten Commandments, and how many of us have studied the Ten Commandments, we recognize that it's a relationship with him, and we want to fulfill his expectations. Just like my, my son's dogs, they want to please their master. They love who feeds them, and they love who loves them up. And all they want to do is respond to his training, basically. So God's given us an opportunity to actually share with him in so many things if we'd only respond with love, with understanding his Ten Commandments and more. So that's where I'd like to look at. So if we can um, look at the, a few of them. Let's just say the first ten, the first commandment, I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. You shall have no other gods before me. That's profoundly related to the dignity of the human person. He's chosen us. And bringing us out of the land of Egypt, Egypt is the house of bondage. Guess what our house of bondage is? Our human will. Amen. We have a, you know, we have a problem with being bound by our passions and our disorders. And we're prideful and selfish. And we look outward to others thinking it's their fault. We can't believe that we're possibly have some evil inside of us. <laughs> you know, that's, um, and, and to get off topic a little bit. That's what revolutionaries tend to do. They want to change everything, uh, everything else, but they won't accept themselves. They won't change themselves. So instead of looking outward, let's begin with, like we said, if we can let God help, help us and change us. And that's the prayer, you know, just a simple one, Jesus, help. So well, we can discuss a couple more commandments, but. No, I think this is absolutely perfect because the combination of your talking about these virtues and values, and I'm trying to bring in some of the resources too on pro-life because I do think that's important for people who are listening on this Choose Life. Because, you know, when we talk about the commandments, when we talk about following God's will, you know, it really does go hand in hand with uh, the pro-life movement and everything that we believe. You know, when we pray for our culture to change, it begins with us. And even when we make that outreach to someone who is not really thinking the same way that we do about the value of life, of, of human life, right? Uh, mm -hmm. It really begins with us being the kind of people, Nancy, that you're talking about, that we become people of faith, that we become people of real and true character and virtue. So I think it's just a great tie together because it all really goes uh, together when we think about the idea that when we want to promote that culture of life, it has to begin with ourselves and, and the way that we make this outreach. Now, if you wouldn't mind, Nancy, I just want to mention another very good resource. 
And now this one really is more for people who are in my area, but I think it's also a great website. It's called Sidewalk Servants Philadelphia. And what they say is they're, they're all about uh, basically making outreach to women who are expecting and through going to a place like a Planned Parenthood or an abortion clinic and standing outside and praying, but not praying in a, uh, or not behaving in sort of a uh, radical manner, but just letting the people who are going in there knowing that we're praying for you, we care about you, we're there for you, helping them to make that right decision, helping them to make that correct decision for life. So their website is sidewalkservantsphilly.com and her name is Dr. Monique Ribeiro and uh, she's actually on Facebook as well if you want to look up Dr. Monique R-U-B-E-R-U. -E she is also a friend of the St. Raymond Anatas Foundation and also recommend too to please uh, like our Facebook page uh, while you're listening to this is go to St. Raymond Anatas Foundation and just click on like there because we post a lot of good uh, pro-life articles and our articles about helping families in crisis. So back to our topic again, <laughs> Nancy, on those virtues. Mm -hmm. So you were talking then just now about the idea of freedom versus chaos. Another one right. is like generosity versus greed. And I think it goes uh, very closely with what I just talked about regarding someplace like Sidewalk Servants that's being the hands and the heart for those women who are contemplating these abortions. Uh, if that is generosity versus greed, I think, wouldn't you agree? I agree. And it's a great place to recognize that we all have a few minutes a day to, to give to God. Let's make it a little bit more than a few minutes. So as we pray first, ask God if he would like us to, to conduct ourselves possibly in prayer outside of a um, abortion clinic, we could do um, and give the people the love of God. So we bring God with us, we bring Christ with us. We want to have them see the face and love of Christ. So instead of being greedy with our time, greedy with maybe um, our opinions, we can give a generous, loving face to those that are facing a difficult situation. And many of us, when we look at the statistics, there's a lot of us sitting in the pews in the Catholic Church that are suffering horribly from the consequences of abortion or supporting abortion. And that's where we have, we have so much to offer with God's mercy. There are hundreds of thousands of people, maybe millions, that don't know that our God, who's a God of suffering, who's had to face life here on earth as as a man, Jesus, that divinized our God and as a man had to face evil and horrible, what a horrible death he suffered to prove to us that he loves us. So he's been there. He knows what it's like. And we have to bring that mercy that he brings and forgiveness. People don't know that there's actually forgiveness in our sacrament of reconciliation. If you haven't been in a while, please go. Make an appointment if you have to. Because we want to produce this culture of peace that God's put in us. We have his peace in us if we ask the Holy Spirit to come too. We have to be aligned to Christ. If we're trying to do it all on our own, 
we're not going to build those those virtues because they, it is out of a habit. Um, we can't white, white knuckle ourselves through because we're going to exhaust ourselves by trying to be good, trying to be good. We have to let our habits help us form um, this, you know, we're going to struggle to do the right thing sometimes and to be, be able to use our spiritual virtues, it, it becomes a habit of being virtuous. It's a struggle. So, you know, anybody that's tried to quit swearing knows that. It'll slip out now and then and we'll say a word that we really don't want to say because it isn't, doesn't respect our human dignity. So as we place ourselves in the presence of God in prayer, asking for him to send the Holy Spirit, we can go out and share what he's given us, the gift of faith. What a miraculous thing that God chose me and chose you to receive the gift of faith. And if you feel like you're not in touch with your faith lately, lately, just ask God for some help. Say, Lord, I have faith. Help me with my lack of faith. Be ready. Perfect. He'll help you. He shows up when you ask. It's it's such a great talk, I think, that we're having. It's it needs to be had because sometimes we hear when people are, are very uh, hurt and frustrated, the fact that abortion is still happening. You know, people who are very pro-life, and I'm sure there's a lot of them listening on this podcast. And we thank you so much for your efforts for this movement. Uh, and we know also, I should just bring this up during the podcast. We say that pro-life goes from conception all the way until natural death. So even though we're fo- focusing on this particular podcast a lot on abortion, and, and really helping those mothers and making outreach to them so that they choose life, right? We know that it goes all the way through our lives. It's how we respect each other. It's how we treat each other. It's our character, our values, right? Uh, all the things that you've been talking about, uh, Nancy. So I thank you that you're bringing that up. And it also extends all the way out until the end of that life. I'm sure that some people who are listening, you know, we either have parents or grandparents or Maybe even they themselves are that elderly person that, you know, you want to be treated with respect and not be afraid to live in a society that wants to end your life before it's really ready to be over in God's eyes. Correct. I mean, I didn't know if you had anything to say on that topic. Absolutely. I think when we just go back to that first commandment about how God created us and brought us out of our pain, but he'll bring us out of our Egypt, out of our blindness. And we can have human dignity by recognizing who God is. It's it's very hard to um, uphold the demands of our lives and be uh, um, recognize who we are unless we first get to know who God is, because He's the one that is so beyond comprehension and so vast, and He'll start sharing a little bit of who He is and bringing us closer to him and closer to him in our prayer life and if we let him do it. So as we get closer to him, we realize how life, the ultimate meaning and the direction that we can take is nothing less than being the adopted sons and daughters of God. The creator of the universe wants to adopt us and give us his inheritance his, give us his inheritance. And wow. so we are all part of this family. And we want to share that. So if we have this, um, instead of being comfortable and safe and 
you know, always meeting our own personal needs, it can kind of get selfish. So let's continue to look outward. And when we recognize how much God wants to share with us, you start getting on fire. You start getting enthusiastic, motivated to be part of this greater plan. He has a great plan, God's plan for us. And I don't know about you, Anne, but I was brought up on the idea that I could do it Whatever I believed I could do, it's all about what Nancy thought he can do. And you can do anything, Nancy, if you want. Well, I never asked God what he wanted. And I see the consequences. Good point. Good point. Yeah, that's an excellent point, especially for the topic of choosing life. Because younger women who are facing that decision, they can make the decision for you know, what what seems to be the better one for them, maybe for their career or that a child just doesn't fit in right now. But we know that that, uh, that is a human life that they're saying no to. That is God's will that this child be born if the child was created. And I know for some that's, that's easier said than done, uh, but we're praying for you. We're praying for your family members and people that you know who are facing these decisions because we have empathy for them and we we pray for them to be able to make that right decision with no condemnation either, because uh, we Absolutely. know that we live in this culture that is we don't we don't necessarily we don't live in a culture of uh, of life right now. Um, we pray that it becomes more of a culture of life and it's becoming more of a culture headed in, in the direction of honoring life. But it's always an ongoing thing that we need to continue to pray. And I thank you so much, Nancy, for. Uh, just giving us this great advice to be virtuous, a person of values and character and uh, generosity and of freedom. So important. And I thought on the topic of abortion, too, that I could mention uh, something called Rachel's Vineyard, because if a woman does wind up getting an abortion and there's much grief and sorrow many times afterwards, you can look into an organization called rachelsvineyard.org. Uh, it was founded by Dr. Teresa Burke, and the re retreats are available, and uh, it's just a wonderful, wonderful nonprofit located all over the United States where you can get that healing that you're looking for and spending a weekend on a retreat with other women who have gone through the same thing. So please do reach out to uh, to arachelsvineyard.org and, and take a look at what they have going on there for women who are affected by abortion. Now, I know that they also uh, have clients that are women who have had miscarriages too, so it's not always abortion. Sometimes that are, you know, they're women who have uh, unfortunately gone through miscarriage as well. Yeah, and going back to some of the things that we talked about with um, being aligned with Christ, as we recognize this marker when we're making decisions. It's a, if it's not of the Lord, it's not true. So when we align our decisions with Christ, he will help us become more virtuous because even human virtues are lacking. When we compare ourselves to the perfect peace, perfect love, the perfect truth of God, of Christ, we realize, oh, even when I'm at my very best, uh, I still have a little bit of pride in there. There's something called envy <laughs> when we do a little comparison. 
sometimes we have a little bit of anger. I mean, this maybe a lot of anger because we're disappointed in others. And sometimes there's some loss is one of the other um, sins that we end up participating in because we didn't develop diligence. This is kind of a discipline. This word a lot of people don't like, but it's a practice of um, using our capacity, whatever it might be, and building on that so that we can become more equipped to exercise our muscles, our muscles of virtue. So we figure out our mission by praying with God, and this sense of meaning gives, motivates us to be more diligent. So it's really a huge circle, but if we do want to live a life that has a, a Christian values, which are eternal values, they're God's values. He's an eternal being. Then we get to participate with him and we just grow and grow and he helps us grow. But we have to cooperate. So how do we develop diligence? It's by recognizing our limits and not to deplete ourselves too much. Did you ever just not get some sleep and the next day you have some kind of big presentation and you kind of fall flat on your face? Yes. We've had things like that, all of us. So this is what we need to do. We need to recognize that we have to take some time to rest and build our resources, build our bank account of, let's say, patience, willpower, um, so that our weakest virtues or lack of virtue um, won't become the uh, pain that we have to deal with when we make a poor decision. So sometimes we set ourselves up and we end up failing because we didn't take care of ourselves. And I'm trying to remember, is that the fifth commandment? No, third commandment is to remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. Sometimes we think that's just a religious practice. But no, it's because God loves us. He doesn't need us to practice the Sabbath. He wants us to have this wonderful dignity of being well-rested. And it's part of our human, um, it, our humanity demands that we require rest, adequate rest. And workers need this rest. And we also need to worship on that day because when we give God back a little bit of deserves worship, he, we owe it to him. So we feel like we're giving something back to him. And it is a real relationship. We're not just sitting there saying, I want this and I want that. Um, he's not going to hand out candy bars. He's going to ask us to really participate in building this infrastructure of a culture based on his image. And his image is like a family. It's, it's, it's our, our culture needs the family. It's our, so our social life depends on this original cell. It's called a family. And we have a duty to honor and support and assist families in our culture. So we're looking at giving ourselves an opportunity to build our virtue by recognizing many of the things in the commandments are not what we really think they are. They're not rules. They're, they're a suggestion. Well, they're more than a suggestion. They're guidelines of how we can live our best life. And until wow, that's we know incredible. God better, yeah, until we know God better, it will be really hard to do some of the things 
our co-responsibility for the common good. So it's a start. Building our well, it's, a great start. it's a great start. And I think uh, some of the things we've talked about so far on this podcast, and it does all relate to choosing life because who we are and, and the way that we operate really does help us with those good decisions that we make as Christians and as Catholics. I mean, you talked about freedom versus chaos, another one, generosity versus greed. And then I thought we could kind of uh, continue on as we're almost, you know, three quarters of the way through the podcast is also gluttony versus aestheticism. And that's a spiritual practice, respect versus rebellion. Because as identity, as adopted and redeemed children of God, we have an inheritance and we can each live the truth. So I thought maybe you can speak on those topics for a bit. Sure. So one of the other things that I really love the idea of what does obedience look like? And when we respect um, someone, especially like, let's go back in time when you were a child and we were disobedient, we, we felt bad about it. There was something in us that put it there that we knew we're supposed to listen to our parents. So I think what happens to us when we start making decisions as adults, if our conscience isn't well formed, we don't even have the respect for ourselves to be able to make the decisions that bring us upward instead of devolving into states of selfishness and pride and looking outward and blaming others and not accepting the fact that we need to be the ones that participate in life, the life of truth, the life of truth in Christ. So when we're respectful, we're going to be obedient. Remember that blindness that we talked about when we're separated from God, this darkness? So if we're not close to God, we're going to be making those decisions that are going to have a lot of consequences that are painful. And God is trying to help us direct us in a way that gives us the joy of living in his peace and his life of truth. So obedience is part of that. And that's one way we show love. So this is something that we can do in our own families as we're training our children. Is We start training them to understand that when we participate in a family, we're going to follow some certain guidelines. And we're going to ask the children to um, maybe say please and thank you. There's a courtesy there. Just simple things like um, saying excuse me if you bump into each other or maybe some chores around the house. Um, could you please flush the toilet? I mean, just some simple things. And that's, to God, these Ten Commandments are that basic. He expects us to kind of be domesticated, like the pups with my son. If his dogs weren't domesticated, they shouldn't be around him. So if we don't learn from our Lord, our Creator, and try to practice in obedience, and respect what he's asked us to do, then maybe we shouldn't, we're not going to be able to be around God. It'll, it'll be, be too painful because he wants too much from us, we'll be thinking. But when you love him and he helps build these virtues in us, you'll get more out of it than you can even imagine. We just get more out of it because we've been able to conduct ourselves in a, in a dignified manner because we know we're. We have the dignity of God in us. It's no government or culture. Yeah, it's not a government or culture or societal um, interaction that's going to give us joy and peace. 
no, no, that's, that's perfect, perfect advice. Now, we're uh, our audience this evening is our families in crisis and and friends of the St. Raymond Anonis Foundation. So I thank you all for listening so far. As Nancy has talked so much about these wonderful values of our society and how it all relates to choosing life, right? Because when we choose life, we know, as you heard this over and over again, it really is from conception until natural death. And you've talked about a lot of different things so far in relationship to God and our culture. Now, not only is there a decision for a young woman who's deciding whether or not she's going to keep her child or any age woman for that matter, uh, we also have a decision when we place a vote. And although that the St. Raymond Anatis Foundation and I myself, we'd never want to get into politics, I know that we can maybe discuss a little bit about why it is important that when we promote and what we do wind up voting for and who we're voting for, what, are, what do you think some of those things that we can look to to help to guide us to be able to choose life when it comes to our society and the common good of the whole country? And our communities, There's, right? It's not just our, our country, it's our communities. Oh, absolutely. When we think about um, what we could be doing if we have the wrong person in authority or the wrong value system as part of the authority, it can deconstruct all of this Western civilization that's been based on the beauty, perfect truth of our God. And what do we have when you deconstruct the, the human um, cell of uh, our family, the human beauty that God put us as uh, we support each other in family life, which extends out to, like you said, our communities and then into our government. We have an opportunity now to, instead of willing, instead of um, lacking in love and peace and generosity, we have an opportunity now to really believe in our authorities, the ones that support life, because life is truth. Without it, we're deconstructing into death, chaos, blindness, separation from God, disobedience, slavery, slavery to our passion and our pride. This is a deeply rooted problem. It's forces that are universal. So Pray about it. Recognize what platform, what platform is practicing life and supporting life and family. Our jobs, we need jobs. We have to have a political community that knows that it has a duty to honor and support and assist the family. And I think it's an easy decision, but I, I don't want to... Um, I, you know what happens if we don't take this time to really look up what's been going on? Some of the things that we thought were going on from the past, these old patterns and habits, some of the the, the different um, the conduct of our authority, authorities, they've been in there for 40, 50 years. They haven't been able to uphold uh, the human life. It's been here since 1973. We've had activist judges. We need to reconcile with what we think and, and believe and what's really reality. 
I'm sorry, but some of the platforms of the past are not even there anymore. It's not about helping the working class anymore. They're just, there's a group of people that are just taking our society apart. So let's recognize that how we act can cause agitation, this unrest, this restlessness, no peace. Um, there's a lot of lying going on. So since our culture can become and have been focused and developed and built on principles of God and the Ten Commandments, we want to practice it. And the simple thing is called the golden rule. So let's not devolve into paganism, doing what we want when we want. So that also is called narcissism and is a psychological disorder. I'm playing with some hard words That's a here. good point. Very good point. And I think sometimes, Nancy, if you don't mind my interrupting, is that um, when we're dealing with people, sometimes there there are such things as, unfortunately, as personality disorders. And sometimes we can pray for people and we should always pray for ourselves and for others. But as you said, it is a disorder and it is uh, something that can be a real challenge in a society. If we're all narcissistic, if we all are just living for ourselves and for our own gain and for our own stuff and to do what we want so we can move ahead in our careers and our lives, uh, that's just not right. And as you said, it's the golden rule versus paganism, isn't it? I mean, uh, I do it think comes that down that, to that's that. exactly if, what it is. When we look at um, abortions, it's it's barbaric. It's a, it's a barbarism, and then it's assault on women. And if you if we're missing the point that it's an assault on women, that can be a whole other topic. Because if you think about the liar, he's not happy about Jesus coming through a woman. So how did Jesus arrive? He arrived through the womb of the beautiful, blessed Mother Mary. And so if he can attack the womb and the children from the womb, then the evil one has won a victory. And we don't want to hand any more victories over to him. He's already um, trying to undermine the good work that's been done these last four years. And he's already trying to um, misalign us to a, a platform that is even accepting in, killing infants that are already born. I don't even like to bring that up to our sensitive audiences, but we have to face that that there's a group of people that are allowing babies that are born to die. When, especially since my son with the dogs, he hasn't been able to have children. They've been, they've had miscarriages. And when you see the pain that they've suffered through, I can't help but expect that a woman that's had an abortion is going to have a lot of pain. You're not serving your interests. If you're having an abortion, you're you're buying into a lie. So if we can just work together and do more to create environments that don't even give up, um, the woman and the and the uh, person that has caused this pregnancy, her partner, um, even the thought that they would have to have an abortion. We need to support our families and our culture, our communities. So that they know there's other answers. There's, there's other ways to get through these pregnancies that are difficult. 
Thank you. Thank you so much for your wisdom. You've really shared so much with us on this podcast, Nancy. And I also want to announce to those listening that we're going to do part two of Choose Life. That's the name of this podcast is Choose Life Part One. And Nancy's talked a lot about all the different uh, aspects of really relationship with God is so important. And throughout the podcast, I also have given you some good um, organizations that you can connect with because, you know, the answer is really within ourselves that we can get active, even if it's just to pray, make a commitment every day to pray for the end of abortion, to pray for a culture of life. And for those who are familiar with theology of the body, I would say, please do look that up if you've never heard about it. I think a lot of us have who are involved in Catholic ministry, but, you know, the the theology of the body is really the antidote also to building that culture of life. Let me just read off those resources again. Uh, Please do check out organizations such as the Pro-Life Union of Greater Philadelphia, Sidewalk Servants, another one called Live Action, Rachel's Vineyard for Healing After Abortion, Students for Life, and also a doctor, a pro-life doctor in the Greater Philadelphia area, Dr. Monique Ribeiro, who's also looking to fill some slots for 40 days for life from now until uh, early November. So if anybody's interested, please do reach out at prolifeunion.org. There is a tab there for sidewalk servants. So again, Nancy, this has just been awesome. And I'm looking forward to our next one. And I wondered if you had any final thoughts on this topic of choosing life. Sure, I think when we look at our choices, we wanna begin with love because God is perfect love. So, but what is love? And that's willing the good of the other. And God's shown us that it's sacrificial. We can do it with God's help. Amen. And I hope everyone's going to be praying for that. With God's help, we can do it. That's right. That's right. And thank you so much for the great topics that we had during this podcast. So much there. Please listen to it again and share it. I want to invite all of you also, we're looking to kind of build up our mailing list on the Nonatus Foundation. If you go to nonatus.org, right on the front page there, if you click on the front page, there'll be a little drop down that asks you for your email address. We'd love to stay in touch with you. And as I said, also, we are offering uh, free spiritual consultation appointments with Father Ken Breen. He's our spiritual moderator. Hello, Father Ken. And he's been with us on the live podcast here on on YouTube Live. So we're so grateful for him and his great work. And I should also mention that we are uh, an outreach through a religious order for those who have never uh, listened to one of our podcasts before. Uh, That is the Mercedarian Order headquartered in Philadelphia. We're in four sections of the United States, including Cleveland, Ohio, St. Petersburg, Florida, uh, Western New York, Leroy and Bergen, and also, of course, Philadelphia, which is uh, where we're headquartered. And I think I also mentioned Cleveland, Ohio, if I didn't. So (laughs) thank you so much, everyone. Uh, Now, Nancy, I do have a prayer that I thought we could read off or that I could read here. It's a pro-life prayer, and it's by Father Frank Pavone. I'm sure you're familiar with him, Priests for Life. And I also invite all of you to please check out his website. I don't know it exactly, but uh, Priests for Life is something that you can uh, Google and find, of course, on social media platforms, Father Frank Pavone. So let us pray in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 
Lord God, I thank you for the gift of my life and for the lives of all my brothers and sisters. I know there's nothing that destroys more life than abortion, yet I rejoice that you have conquered death by the resurrection of your son. I'm ready to do my part in ending abortion. Today, I commit myself never to be silent, never to be passive, never to be forgetful of the unborn. I commit myself to be active in the pro-life movement and never to stop defending life until all my brothers and sisters are protected and our nation once again becomes a nation with liberty and justice, not just for some, but for all through Christ our Lord. Amen. And may the Lord be with you. And with your spirit. And so let us pray together as we end this podcast, we will pray the Hail Mary. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed art thou among women. And blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God. Mother of God. Pray for us sinners. Pray for us sinners. Now and at the hour of our death. Now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Everyone, we mm. will see you next uh, the, for the next podcast, which is the last Thursday of every month. We also have our uh, first Tuesday podcast at 8 p.m., which is for families affected by divorce and separation. So be, be sure to check it out. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's my last shout out. It's called Philly Nonatus, and we would appreciate if you could subscribe and please share these podcasts with your friends. God bless everyone. We're praying for you from the St. Raymond Nonatus Foundation for freedom, family, and faith. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information about the St. Raymond Nonatus Foundation, visit nonatus.org or email director.srnf at gmail.com. Patchwork Heart Ministry and Fiat Ministry Network invite you to discover your mission. A brand new in-depth monthly video series featuring engaging Catholic speakers who will challenge you to live your life abundantly. For only $25 a month, you will receive a personal monthly mission, including three full-length inspirational talks that build upon a new theme each month. Sign up for the Discover Your Mission tier at patreon.com slash patchworkheartministry today.